Welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubinstein. Conversations between Gavin and the people he believes have trailblazed by thinking outside the box in their field, industry, or even just in his office. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an incredible honor today. The king of the Central Coast for as long as I've been in real estate, that's 15 years, so we can say pretty much ever. He is a household name when it comes to real estate, one of the people who have a top seat at the table, Matt Steinway. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Pleasure, mate. I mean, I've always watched you from the side, right? You're one of these names that people, not only in Australia, but outside of Australia, always refer to when they're talking about Australian real estate. Almost like, I'm not going to say the pin-up boy, you're a pin-up man (laughs) of like Australian real estate, right? Every time I kind of see you, you're always polite, nice dude. Whenever we shake hands, I can't, you're such a big dude. I feel like <laughs> the sun almost gets covered. So you obviously work out, love to unpack your story, what you do on the day today, and just get your, your insights and pick that very impressive brain, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Where did you start and how did you get into real estate? Because you went from homeless, if I'm mm. not correct, mm. to becoming what you are today. Yeah. And we just touched on that. I mean- Yeah, what, Wait, get, around here. In the this east. is where this is where I partied too hard. Give me give me a breakdown. So like, what what did that look like, and and how did you get in? I grew up in Maroubra, surfed right. down there with all the bra boys, and then I left the beach when I was seventeen. A friend of mine, Tanya, she yep. goes, come into Oxford Street because that's where the gay scene was, the party scene. Right. Come in there, and we'll just get on some pills, and <laughs> away we go. And I'm like. Because I, I was like taking heaps of speed back then you right. know, since about 15 and I never really had any pills before or anything. Yeah, like let's give this stuff yeah, a like, try. let's go. And then so I, went, I never went back. Like literally I just was like this, we're laying in the middle of Oxford Street looking up at the sky off our head. Right. I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> Not a worry in the world. No, exactly right. And we're just like in the medium strip. I looked at tenure and said, we should just do this all the time. And then literally I never went back. How long? So 17 till – 17 till about 25 or something. Decent, and then, man. Yeah, and then I started training at City Gym down here. Were you training while you were kind of enjoying yeah. life, let's oh, call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So okay. for a few years there, I like I partied in there, like partied at this club called, um, what was it back then, DCM, Biblos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I went into City Gym with a guy I met, Steve Scott, and then he was like, oh, you know, you've got to be – like good body and this and that. I always had like reasonable genetics. So I was like, it's like surfer dude. And then I started training and then I saw these really big guys in there. And right. Like, and then bigger than you. Way bigger than me. Shit. But back then, they were a bit, but I went down that path and I became a bodybuilder. <laughs> right. A bodybuilder, but with not much discipline. So right. just trained and trained and did whatever and ended up like a hundred and almost 140 kilos. So it's big. That's like big. You're going off talent rather than the work. <laughs> Because of the genetics, I don't know right? What I was there to be honest, yeah, right, right, and everything else that goes with it. Sure, so, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can Fair sort enough. of work out why that is. Yeah, and then I just ended up bouncing in there, like security. You're about 25. Yeah, but you're I was the worst. I was the worst. I turn up. Have you seen Studio 54? Yeah, of course. They used to have this barricade at the front door. Right. Three big bounces, like me. I was just. Anyway, and, and and like proper bouncers, there's an Aussie and there's another guy. And like I know, Fiji Aussie, Aussie's a good band. Aussie, great guy. I so him, yeah. I spent many, many years with Aussie. And then and it was like four deep along Oxford Street for hundreds of metres. Like, right. You couldn't get into these clubs. You walk upstairs and from the front door to the rest, it's just jam-packed people with the shirts off. How Sydney has changed. Yeah. Where's it all gone? Anyway, so I used to bounce for about an hour. Right. And I'd be up partying the rest. And Eric Jury. Uh, I like it. Yeah, Eric. So Eric owned the clubs. He said, Matt, can you just work? 
And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I am sort of. And he's like, I was just off my head. I was running around doing whatever. Having a good time. You're 25 years old, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, not even 20. He goes, I'm just going to pay you to party then. So just come to the club, party, and do my thing. So So you're like a host. Yeah. So what happened from all that? Huge drug habit. Full drug addict. Yeah. I'm talking the gutter. In the end up the gutter. That's crazy. End up in all sorts of things. And then one day I, I ended up, I lost everything. Not that I had much, but I lost everything. I was living in a squat in Camperdown, like a, just an abandoned building. I went up to Terrigal one night because some people who are doing things with, I don't know, I couldn't fucking say this, but you say it, uh, they were opening a brothel and they said, right. go up and recruit some girls and things. And oh, look, it's not wasn't my job. You I don't paid know to be a host. I, I get it. what I was yeah. doing. Yeah. I went up there. I met a girl. My name's Karina. Hooked up with the bikies up there. Right. And then this big guy, huge, Dino. And then he uh, met them. I asked Karina for a number that night. I was like, she's so hot. Right. I just want to go out with her. The bouncer said, do not give that guy your number. She went to write it down. Right. And then she did, fortunately. Went home. So many things happened because I was under surveillance for a long time, all sorts of things. And I said, Dino, can you come pick me up? This is a few months after. Right. Can you come pick me up? I'm going to be dead or in jail any, any day. He just drove down, picked me up, took me out the back of his parents' house. I was in a bad way. I had a lot of drug problems. How old are you now? 25? Around that. Like right. Nine months I lived there. Just nine months. His parents are like, who is this guy out the back? Like, what? I was still taking drugs and things, and I, just, I drew these stick figures. These I called him Duncan. Right. And I was like, I'm going to sell this to the Sydney Morning Herald. You know, for weeks, I was just drawing, drawing <laughs> Duncan. Anyway, then I ring an ex-girlfriend called Lisa. Right. Nine months later, I said, Lise, I'm in a bit of trouble. She goes, yeah, you're in heaps of trouble. I said, what am I going to do? She goes, why don't you get into real estate? And I'm like, sounds all right. I think she thought all real estate agents were criminals or dodgy. Yeah, so they, Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but I rang her the yellow pages. I rang everybody. I'd- so just off the back of that, one conversation, one conversation, a girl says to you, I think you should try real estate. Yeah. You're at the bottom like I'm of- talking injecting drugs every day bottom. Like I'm talking bad. And I would do anything to get them. Yeah. Like I was a bit of a madman back yeah. then. Yeah. But I rang all these people and this lady gave me a job out of like a home office. Inquiring in, about opportunities to yeah, get Do you have a traineeship? Day. I just ring everyone and said, do you have a traineeship? I had no car, no clothes, no nothing, just so, but gym what, pants. But what sparked it? What was this This girl saying you should get into it? What was that that made you go, yeah, I'm going to I had to do this. something. My life was just, I was at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. Like when people say hit rock bottom, I was like 10 times under that. And I'll tell you why. Because I got a job. The lady said, go prospect. So she took me from Dino's house and put me in a caravan on her property. She had right. an acreage. Right. And she said, just go door knock every day. Were you clean at this point? Sort of. Right. From eight in the morning to five at night, I would door knock the whole day. Just walked from street just to street. Just knock on every door. Is this in Terrigal? No, in Kalani Vale. It's a little country town. Okay. Out of Terrigal. I'd go, hey, Gav, do you want to sell your house? No. Okay, thanks. That's all I'd say. And I'd find a lead eventually sometimes and it could be three suburbs away i have to run all the way back to the office because i had no car <laughs> run all the way back to the office to go get her and so go back out to the house anyway a year later i changed offices the people across the road said who is yeah. this guy because you're knocking on every door mate and you're a good looking dude the people are letting you in they want to talk to you it helps in sales i don't care what anyone says yeah. it helps in sales dino bought me some pants he bought me two pairs of pants and some shoes and i wore polo shirts you don't know what multi-list is, but multi-list is the thing that they used to do a long time ago. And in the fax machines, they'd send properties to each office right. as like a multi-list. Like a hit list. Yeah, like the new listings. Gotcha. It was this thing. It was this thing. Anyway, so I got banned from the caravan because every <laughs> Tuesday they'd meet in the Bilo car park to go around the properties. They banned me because I didn't – I had a polo shirt. I was a bit muscular, but yeah. it was like – just didn't fit. They're yeah. all like these old shuffling real estate agents. So I said, you can't come anymore. So I just said, that's fine, whatever. 
So I changed a year later. And then a year later, I was engaged to Karina at this point. This is the girl whose number yeah. she gave you? Okay, yeah, I was wow. engaged to her. Right. And I went home. I was renting a room off this elderly lady. And I get in the door and Ray from the fish and chip shop at Killarney Vale. Right. It's only about 10 shops there. Goes, okay. rings the home phone. Goes, hey, Matt. It's Ray from the Fish and Chip Shop. He was an ex-heroin dealer from the cross. We used to talk all the time. <laughs> he goes, um, you've just been on Australia's Most Wanted. And I'm like, oh, really? And then Karina's dad ends up on the front door. And then I had to go hand myself back in. To what prison? Well, I had to come down here. I had all these warrants out for my arrest. And <laughs> it's a, you know, sliding doors moments, Gav. The judge said to me, she said to me, Matt, you should be going to jail for quite a few years today. She said, but I just see some good in you. She said, I'm going to give you a second chance. You've got to do community service. It took me eight years to pay back the fine she gave me. Oh. I walked out of that room and I rang Dino and I said, I'm going to make you a promise. I'm going to become Australia's number one real estate agent. Do you still talk to him? Every few days. Like he's one of he's my best friends. Wow. Been, he's been, been my best man at my three weddings. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, anyway, so, and that's what happened. And I never looked back and I just went and did it. And then you just started to build there. Yeah, I did. And then I went to an LJ Hooker seminar. Right. Because I used to prospect regions. Yeah. I was a machine. Some of these young people today, Gav, they don't I'm get like, it. They're soft. mate, get out They're there soft. and get your Louis Vuittons off and go and knock on doors. Anyway, LJ Hooker seminar, I was sitting there and Chris, someone, he said, work an area, 1,200 homes. Yeah. And this is what you do. This is a CMA. And I'm in the seminar. I'm like, I could do that in a day. Yeah, right. I'm like, wow, I'm going to do that. So I did it. I still do it today, all these years later, and it's it's the reason I became successful. Knocking on doors? No, working in 1,200 homes. So you just focus on the, the 1,200? It's a system though. Yeah. There is a system in real estate, and when you unlock it, you will become successful. That's it. It's a system in most things. I love that. So yeah. all of what you just described when you were 25 years, how old are you today, if you don't mind me asking? 50. 50, okay. So in 25 years, you've gone from rock bottom yeah. to being one of Australia's top agents, yeah. making last year gross commission earning of $8 million for the year. Mm -hmm. We can end the podcast right there, man. I mean- I'm trying you, to catch you, Gav. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like the saying goes, this can either make you or break you. Mm. And it's clear that, you know, what you went through made you. Yeah, it did. When you talk about systems, how important are they in your day-to-day? -day? And can you give us a bit of an insight without giving away all the secrets? I'll tell you anything. Tell me what the system looks like. I think it's different at different times. Like sure. your system today, Gav, would be very different than it was 15 years ago. 100%. I've known you the whole time. I've watched you grow. Yeah. Not physically, unfortunately. <laughs> but business-wise, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have to protect your time. Mm. Like prospecting is the the number one appointment you make with yourself. I know people hear all this. Like, no, no, no. Like, we, we got. I want to rehash it because no one has a story like that, right? The reality is, people don't. They get busy and they stop prospecting. Yeah. If you just set a target for mine was forty. So forty, 40 connects, connects a, day. a day. Gold. Mine was thirty. So yeah. Same. Yeah. Where you ended up. Yeah. So mine's forty connects a day. And I just did not waver from that. Once I learned the LJ Hooker system, mm -hmm. and then I'd write a thank you card to every single person that I spoke to every day. Handwritten, you'd write Handwritten it. every right. day. So right. I'd pro prospect, and then the next morning I'd write the thank you letter, the thank you cards, and then do that. I'd hand deliver all the letters myself. I'd get around the whole area once a month. Do you still get around the whole area once a yeah, month? Not me today, but yep. I do other things. Sure. Um, but my team, that's uh, I'm banging on about it every day. If Jordan, so Jordan is a superstar in the making. Yeah. You know, he he's the Gav 2.0. If there's a day he misses prospecting, I lose my nut. 
I mean, I'm not an aggressive person, but yeah. I'm like, mate, you're going backwards today. Yeah. You're, you're missing the system. Yeah, you want the Ferrari, you yeah. want the this, you're yeah. talking rubbish, you're yeah. actually going backwards today because you did not move your business forward. The only thing that moves your business forward is prospecting. Correct. All the other stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, I did four buyer appointments today and blah, blah. Yeah. Fantastic. Show me the tasks that you did that built your business in five years' time. What's well, you started that by prefacing how important time management is. Yeah. And that's the key I find. I mean, I think a lot of people miss the importance of managing time. And there's so much attached to that qualification of sellers, qualification of buyers, yeah. qualification of is this person going to be a time thief? Am I going to see a return on my time if I invested here? I think a lot of people miss that. What does your team look like today? Because when we talk about do you hop around or do you go in, in your marketplace, you say people from your team do. So essentially, it's an extension of you. So you do mm. in some form. What does the team look like? Like $8 million GCI unit, what does that look like yeah. and what do they do? Well, it's not me for a start. So I just happened to be there from the beginning. <laughs> so it's like, so I've got me and Trev. Yeah. We're 50-50 partners. Trev is- Trevor Hamilton. Known okay. him for 30 years. He actually used to party with me back then. Right. So he owns half of your business. Yeah. He's a shareholder in our business. Okay. So we have seven offices now and we have um, you know, some of the guys have bought the shareholding right. in there. So right. it's been good. And then Jordan has just moved to a 20% partner in our team. In your team. So Got you. Trevor and I take a little less. Yep. Jordan's up and coming. So you've gone 10 to 10 to Jordan. Yep. Love. Yep. And that's it. And then Charlie, he's a buyer agent and we've got two admin. It's not a big team, man. And we just had another lady. She just closed down her buyer agency. She's killing it. We used to do so many deals. Comes work with us now. So good. Francesca, she's amazing. Buyers are important. Yeah, yeah. Lot so of, important. A lot, lot of agents miss that though. Yeah, they are. They are. And that's the thing. You sort of, you know, you only got so much time in the day, Gav. You yeah. know, and these days like fitness, health, you know, I've watched your stuff about running on the beach. Like I know you're showing off a bit, showing your six pack. <laughs> I know that. I see it. But it's important because I worked for 20 years flat out, accelerated down, nothing else, like a Formula One race car going around the racetrack. Without working out. I burned out. I ended up hating it. Without working out, without anything. Right. I looked like I was going to die in the end. Right. Like, and I actually hated it. Like, I was like- Why did you do that, do you think? Extreme personality. I replaced the cocaine with the- um, Real estate. With the real estate. But to be really, I think, really honest, I was scared. I was just scared of going back to nothing, you know, and real estate, you got to get up and- make it happen every yeah. day and that, you know, I just took full ownership. Like, let's do this if I'm going to do it. But, you know, I went to the doctors 20 years later and he goes, mate, your cortisol's through the roof, you're this and that. And I'm, he said, you're going to make some change. You're going to die. And I'm like, yeah, but not die as in tomorrow. No, 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 no of course. If you keep going down this path, it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. yeah. And I was inside, I, I reckon disease and stuff, I'm not an expert in any of this, but I talked to Tommy Panos about yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I said, Tommy, why'd you get cancer? He goes, I wasn't happy. That's what he said to me. I wasn't happy. Grinding away at a job he wasn't happy in. You know, That's and cool. I can watch his videos and I can see when he's happy. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah, so I was like, oh, bugger this. You know, how many houses do you need to sell? Whether you sell 200 or 500, who cares, yeah. really? Whether it's 8 million or 6 million. Yeah. yeah. It may, it's, you know, half the people that do really well, it's like, I don't know, are they nice? Who cares? Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's just do what you want to do. But then I, I was like, I need to get fit. I need to, that's where 31 minutes came yep. from. And I was like, I need to be really centered and happy. You know, I've been through two divorces. I'm, a, you know, been married third time now to Tara. Divorce is a very unsettling process. Last one, I had to pull my whole business apart, put it back together again. Everyone's like going, do you think you can actually do that? And I'm like, well, I did not like my ex-wife, like great mum, but we just didn't, we just weren't Different that thing. thing. Yeah. And, you know, we take good care of her, but 
I just had to walk through that wall of fire to find what I thought was where I needed to go. Cool. And, I, and today I sit here more happy than ever in my life, even more than the first ecstasy I took in Oxford Street. <laughs> and obviously you, you, you've learned a lot more. So there's a couple of things there I just want to unpack. First is you didn't train for 20 years. You were a complete workaholic. You're just grinding, grinding, grinding. Ended up being to your detriment, which mm. makes a lot of sense to me. What did you notice were the significant changes after you started implementing the workouts into your business and why? My business took off. Why do you think that is? Frequency, energy. I think I've learned a lot about emotional control over the last however many years. Mm -hmm. There's this zone where you operate in and if you hit the zone every day, things will go good. And that's where I start my days now. It's non-negotiable for me. But today I didn't train because I was here. Like, so I had a few things to do and come here. So yep. it's not like another guy that started doing 31 Minutes, Steve, he's a very successful guy from down here. And he said, I saw one of your videos, started listening to this and it's changed. Oh, he's had a good life, but he's changed his thoughts around it. And also another huge big fund manager down here, Michael. Right. They've both changed because now they just put 31 minutes before everything. So 31 minutes for people who don't know is this not negotiable time where you have to work out before you start your day to set you up for- Do something. Yeah. Got you. Do okay. something. You yeah. can get lost. You know how many mums contact me and say, Matt, I was I lost myself. Kids, life, everyone, me, nothing. They, all I did is just do something for themselves. And it made all the difference. It tanks are filling up. It does. You know? so, yeah. You're preaching to the converted here, but I just want everyone yeah, else to hear it. <laughs> I know. It's true. But you can so do that. And, you know, you're going to get to 50. I'm going to be 60 at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, at 60, it's like, who do I want to be? You know, yeah, like, who that. do I want to be like? And I'm building that person right now. Like, my focus right now is on 55. Like, who, who do you want to be at 60 out of it? I want to be the fittest 55-year-old in Australia. Okay. My friend Bryce, who we have the 31-minute factory together. So right. It's like it's Jim in this factory. Sure. He goes, mate, you're just an avatar for 31 minutes. And that's what I want to be. I want to, I like sculpting my body. I yeah. like eating well. Yeah. Don't drink now. Don't do nothing. Like, I will not change my frequency for anything. On the way down here, I had, like, an agent call in this accountant wants this owner to use somebody else and all this yeah, rigmarole. Yeah. yeah. I'm not getting involved in it. Yeah. I ring the owners. Look, you don't do that. Just do that. Like, yeah. You uh, don't want to use me. Don't worry about I'll it. I'll take good care of you. But yeah. if yeah. And she's like, I know you will. I'm saying, well, just go with your gut feel. But if you don't want it, I fully respect it. 10 years ago, or you whatever, would have gone nuts. Like, ah, yeah, I'm yeah, around, yeah. I've got to go and save this. Yeah. Forget it. There's a million good things coming. Can I just say there's gold in that, that, yeah. that a lot of people need to take stock of, myself included. Yeah. I mean, there's a million good things coming. A million. That is so true because one door closes, another one opens. 10 more open. And what you're saying is, the disruption that it would cause to scramble to try and turn that around will kill probably your next two, three or four opportunities. I've studied the law of attraction for 20 years. Right. right. I'm law of attraction oriented. It has got not much to do with scripts and dialogues, mate. <laughs> it hasn't. It's got all to do with energy. Yeah. The energy that you are now yeah. is attracting the opportunities tomorrow and the next day and the next day. You're throwing your energy forward. So my whole focus is to make myself Centered isn't the right word because you get keen in and then all these yeah. things happen. You've got to try and steady the ship constantly yeah. in the thing. That's why when you start the day, you set the tone. When you go for your runs, I think it was on sunset I saw the one for yeah. you. In the morning, however you want to set the tone, that's what I was saying about mums and things like this. Steve said to me, I noticed you didn't train one morning on one of your videos. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, no, because sleep's more important than training. When you need it. Yeah. Got to set the tone. Yeah. Because otherwise that'll take you on a whole nother ride. Yeah. I will not wake up with an alarm clock. They don't exist. Unless I have to be at the airport at three in the morning, they don't exist. I will never wake up with an alarm clock because I'm not ready. So if I wake up at 5.30, this 5 a.m. club is rubbish. Yeah. It, it's, it's rubbish. If you don't feel like getting up at five, get up at six. But then when you get up, you've got to get up and then have your 
system, your rhythm. I do the same things every day because it makes my ship very steady. Consistent. Yeah, that's yep. right. And I set yep. the tone and off I go. I think for years I have banged on about the importance of time and energy management. It's yeah. always been any talk, any interview, anything I've ever done, I dress it up slightly differently to the way you do, which is fine because everybody is different. But at the end of the day, you're talking about the fundamentals that I think can be applied not only in real estate, but in any sort of business or life out there in terms of creating as much center as possible, right? Totally. Tell you one of the problems, all right? People watching you. It's a big issue. Right, now here's the issue, all right? Because a lot of young agents want to be Gav. And I think it's- well, Yeah. It, and you bought a Rolls recently, did you? Or was that your Rolls or someone uh, else's? I've had or, one for like three years. Whatever you got. I and, just or the Lamborghini <laughs> four-wheel drive you got as well and all this yeah. sort of stuff, right? But the problem is- the young guys want to be you. to work for it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And they'll go get these huge loans and all these sorts yeah. of things. It's a danger zone. They should drive, like I drive a Land Cruiser, but it's like, that's just my choice because I like it. I could buy many cars. I know it's your thing. You like it and yeah. I think it suits you. But what I'm saying to you, all the young listeners here, stay within your means. 100%. Like, because when you wake up and you've got a $120,000 loan for a car, because you see Gav, who's way progressed in his life and his career, you got this $120,000 loan for a car and you're waking up, it's got a $7,000 repair bill or service bill and your energy is all like, you don't need to. Slow and steady, slow and steady. They don't see the slow and steady, Gav. They don't. They don't see all of, I mean, I'm 15 years in the business of unbelievable sacrifice, right? I, I mean, unbelievable sacrifice from the very beginning. And I think my reasons have always been different to some of these guys who want to actually impress people. I've always done it for my own energy system. Totally. You know, I'm not out there promoting it because it's an internal thing for me that drives me and motivates me and it goes to different levels as I progress life. But I understand that process. No one else has to. I think you said it best. You do it for you. Always. Whenever you do it for you is the right reason. Always. That's, sorry, keep so, going. So whatever it looks like, like if if someone's motivation, like Jordan is your guy, did you say he wants yeah. a Ferrari, right? If, yeah. if that's part of his process and that's part of his target, that's going to help him work harder, use it. But it has to be used in the right way. At the way. right time. I uh, bought a Ferrari when I was 30. It's always a dream of mine. Have a Ferrari, buy a Ferrari when I was They're 30. really uncomfortable cars, Yeah, but I'm, you I'm, should get a, I'm Toyota. a quarter of your size, get a, get a Toyota, I am a quarter, much more comfortable. I am a quarter of your size. <laughs> I can feel it. But I had this, it was this target and it was this goal. By the time I'm 30, I'm going to get it. And on my 30th birthday, lo and behold, walked into to Ferrari, ordered it 12 months before, got in it, and I drove off. But that drove me to work so damn hard mm. leading up into that from the time I was like 26, 27. So it was part of my process. A photo of that car was never put anywhere. Nowhere. You never had a photo of me standing in front of it. I did it for me. So I guess the mix of the message there is try to understand your system like you have a system and like I have a system and mm. use that to progress you to- Yeah, well said. Don't overlook it and think you need shit just yeah. to impress people when you don't. That, yeah, it's exactly right. That's really well put. There is no set way as to how to be successful. Yeah. Find out what works for you. Yeah, exactly right. Tell me something. This this is a little bit personal. I want to delve it. in. I knew you were going to say something. Divorce. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. I'd love to know what you learned. Run me through a few things. Like, what were the lessons out of that? I think I was looking for someone to make me whole before. Look at where I was. Like, you know, Karina's family was very good. They were like- So, you ended up marrying Karina, the girl who gave I you did. the number. We had four wow. kids. So, Whoa. after two kids, I said, let's not have any more. We didn't even get along. And then, <laughs> then she fell pregnant again. And I was like, oh, bloody hell. And then we were separated for a year. And I went out one night, a bit of a bender, and I said, come over, come over, feel pregnant again. I was like, mine. And that slogan, that's the 19-year-old. 
You know, but I've never sidestepped. You've got stepped. a 19 year old. Yeah, I've got 23. Crazy. Oh, Jackson's 23. He's out there. Um, Was that your kid? That's Jackson. Yeah. That's your boy. That's my oldest kid. Yeah. What? <laughs> so, yeah. He's big too. Yeah. You know, but I've never sidestepped any responsibility with them. I've always been right there. I've always put them first in okay. terms of financial, whatever, and done my best. Anyway, Shelly and I, 16 years, really tried to make it work because I, I, she was a nice person. 16 years was 16 exactly. years with Shelly after this is that. Not, uh, this is not two weeks. No. And then she had two kids, Flora and Bay. So you've got six children. Yeah, six kids. And, but then at the end, like, you know, it's just a bit not there anymore. Yeah, just, the spark's gone. It's hard to explain, but she's a fantastic person, but I never- Connection was gone. Yeah. Yep. You know, so, and then I've, I'm with Tara now and she's a lot younger than me. Yep. So there'll be number seven at some point. But funny enough, I feel more ready to have a kid today than I ever did, even though I take care of them all very well. Yeah. Jackson lives with me full time and the other kids did as well, but they've all grown and moved elsewhere. Sure, sure. But- I've learned I would have taken my time a bit more. Yep. When I was married last time, if I listened to everybody else, I probably wouldn't have found the person I really want to be with. Everyone was like, don't go with a younger girl. Yeah. Everyone has their opinions. A bit like when your friends yeah. come look at real estate. Sure. Can't stand that. They should sure. be locked out because everyone's an expert. If I listened to everybody else, I would have taken a different path. Right. It's actually been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Wow. So you're saying trust your gut. Yeah. And so to to get there, I had to do huge financial thing. Can't even Huge. Spent all my life building a business and, you know, had to pull it apart, but they're fine. You know, they're all set up fine. I just knew I could rebuild again. And, and then now I feel, yeah, I feel like probably in the best space in my life ever. Just that statement there, I knew I could rebuild again, just shows me you've got a high level of self-belief. How important is that in, in your business and how has it helped you over the last 25 years? Well, look at the market now. Yeah. You know, we're selling properties a million bucks off what they were. Yep. And like when the market changed, I said to Jordan, buckle in, away we go. This is, you <laughs> haven't seen time. any, you yeah. think the last two years have been real estate? Forget nah, it. Yeah. He goes, Matt, you know, he goes, I don't know what it is. I watch you every day. You come in, put your helmet on, you get your sword out. <laughs> You, know, you go to battle. Yeah, and we're yeah, consistent. Yeah. We're still yeah. doing well. Maybe like we were riding 800 to a million last year. Yeah. This one's like 500 to 600. Like, month, yep, Yeah, yep. something like still that. Still great money, yep. So this year, you know, it is what it is, but it's like consistent. Which most real estate agents aren't, by the way, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you've got to come and bring your best every day. And like that's where that self-belief comes from. I try and move my mind out of the market. I yep. don't really follow it. I don't really watch it. But what I do follow is where the buyer stream is at. There's actually stacks of buyers, but they're in, running in a different stream than where the owners are How at. How do we tap into that? You've got to join them together. Gold. And once you do that, and you do that through service, and when you, you take care of people so much, they listen to you. Going, meeting a buyer yesterday is not a good idea to just try and jam them into a property when you've serviced them for four months. And this is what a lot of Sydney agents, I think, from what I hear, there's so many down here, they don't take care of anyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm only saying what I hear, but now it's got to be like, hi, Gav, what are you looking for? Yeah. No problem. I'm going to ring you every day for the next however long it takes to buy a property, if you're ready to buy. Yeah. I, I do not let them go. I, they're with me. And Jordan sees the same thing. And with the owners, it's in their best interest to get the deals done right now. So helping owners understand that without bullying them, you know, and the only way to do that is service because people won't listen to you unless there's evidence or service. You miss either one of those, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to say, no, we want our 3.2 because you haven't looked after them enough. Love that. So you're navigating through what is a challenging climate, sounds almost unscathed by joining the two streams of buyers and sellers together mm. through service and evidence. Service and evidence. <laughs> it, it just answers everything. That is, I mean, to, to me, that is an answer to how to deal with today's climate just in one. Yeah, it is. There's a, there's a really good stream there, Gav. It's yeah. like a stream there's of depth all in it. I feel yeah. it too. 100%. And it's like running so fast because the second you get a property that's priced right, in today's market, Bang. all these calls come in. So 
Is it the owner's expectation? Is it, you know, some agents are still wandering around saying- 2021 prices. Well, I think it's got to be worth X and this. It's well, crazy. If the buyers aren't buying, it's not worth that. You know, stop rescuing people. Yeah. And I think the 25 years of experience and volume that you've, you know, gathered helps communicating that to owners, which a lot of people, especially new agents, they just don't know how to do it. No, they don't. They're trying to be the hero. Yeah, they do. That's exactly right. That's where I think new agents need to literally over-service owners to the point where they're just going, you are amazing. Then they'll listen to you. So that's a way to fast track your inexperience. Yep. So if you've got one listing, you need to ring them three times a day with stuff. Don't bother sure. them. We've got this going on. We had four inquiries. I just had a lady call from the Queensland. She just asked about your thing. I've made seven calls about your property. Anything, touch point, touch point, anything. touch point. You need to ring them three times a day. Ring them at 8.30 at night. They're going to remember it. Yeah. Just keep ringing them, keep ringing them. They will not look at you for anything to do with price. Yeah. They will be like, what do you think I should do, What Gav? do I do? Yeah. That's evidence and that's service. What do you think as an agent, as a practitioner, are the three top characteristics you need to be great? Not just good, great. I think you need to be constantly inspired like you do. You need to be constantly inspired that that self-motivation thing. Like they need to listen to these podcasts. They need yeah. to – like I look at outside real estate. Because I, I was saying to Darcy before, like none of my stuff on Instagram is real estate because Neither. I'm inspired by Chris Bumstead. I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by whoever else. Whatever it is, Johnny sport. McGrath, you know, I'm a, Tiger Woods, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. constantly looking at – now same, I'm watching same. Mr. Beast. Yeah. You know, Mr. Beast. I didn't know get him? across that. But I, I've, I've seen some of his stuff. You know his stuff? Yeah. yeah. So he had his thing running, like help me get to 100 million – subscribers and he had a counter going on and people were subscribing there and then and i was watching your video and i was sending it to jackson like jackson is creative and he's young he's riding that space i'm way faster than jordan as well like yeah. i'm running so fast you got no idea where i'm going which I'm is like, unique man yeah and jordan's like i don't get it you're like 50 years old like i'm some <laughs> dinosaur and he goes mate you are just so on it like it's not funny but you know who i learned from john mcgrath he is the man john mcgrath i got love and respect for that man yep is amazing. He's like he maker. is. If people want to learn, forget real estate, just how to be an incredible human, but also how to be on point. He will ring at four thirty in the morning about something that's on his mind. That's the most yeah. trivial. Like I don't know. What did the? How did the cleaner go in the house? That you'd clean. I don't know. Just the most random things. But he just wants to make sure everything is great on for point. people. Yeah. yeah. I think people need to be inspired constantly. Anyway, that's okay. One so thing number one, and be inspired. Yeah. Yeah. They need to like over deliver. Like. Forget your results. Mm. Like, I couldn't tell you what I do exactly numbers-wise, like as in, in detail. Yeah. I don't have you any- ballpark. Yeah. So, so almost forget the Australian standard for service. I'll tell course. you my business plan. 20 listings and 20 sales a month. That's it. And then the rest takes care of itself. That's it. Last month, we didn't. We wrote like, we did like 16 or 17. So Slightly below, but still- Yeah, but still 20 good. and 20. And I'm like, guys, this month, 20 and 20. That's yeah. all I need to know yeah. about. So I need to say, how do I find 20 people that want to buy a house this month? And then- I just need to find 20 sellers. So it sounds like number two characteristic is keep it simple. Yeah, keep it really simple yeah. and, and over-deliver. You cannot go wrong if you forget your own results and say, Gavin, you want a property? What do you want? And I'm going to find it for you. And you go out and find that freaking thing. Yeah. That's all you need to do. And by the way, everyone listening doesn't need to write 8 million bucks. I'm sure everyone wants to, but some people may say, I need five listings and five sales if I want to hit this target. Totally. That's, their That's where my target of, used to be. Yeah, love. Five and five. That's my whole business plan. Sorry to jump in. No, no, please. I very passionate about I love this. this. People got to understand it's not me. Yeah. It's Trev and it's Jordan and yeah. it's Francesca and it's Charlie. It's a combination. And people quite often say, it's like here, TRG. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I really watched your growth over time. It's beautiful office and stuff. But you know why they're here? You. I appreciate that. They're here because, no, no, they are. Don't say nothing that's going to wreck that, okay? It's like, <laughs> I know you're humility, but it's you. And the same is with my team. And you don't need to find the team. They come to you. 
push yourself so hard that you become this beam of like, I'm going somewhere. People want to attach their wagon to you. Sure. Yeah. And you think those three combinations, you can, you can hit that greatness level. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, yeah. Push yourself hard is really important. Love yeah. that. What do you do for, for fun? I know you're a big surfer. You train at the Not gym. Anymore. Not anymore. Don't, no. You don't surf anymore. I gave it up because I train. I don't like doing things a bit. Yeah. I yeah. do either one, one or the other. So I gave it up. Right. But when you've when you, when you got time off, what do you do? Train. Just work out. Train and go to dinner with Tara. You go on holiday? I have a very simple life. Yeah. Go to bed early, 7.30, 8, 8 o'clock maybe. On holiday ever? Yeah, we went to Qualia last year. Qualia's vibe. We liked it. Yeah, Tara says it's full of old people, but it's like <laughs> I'm the sort of person I'll just go to that spot all the time. Yeah, and not move. <laughs> Final couple of questions. Why do you think I look at the um, female contribution to the real estate industry yep. and I don't see enough compared to say like the UK or the US where you see females that are absolutely dominating over there versus here, it's a lot more male dominated. Tips for any potential female realtors who want to get in the business or maybe a bit scared of jumping in. Yeah, I think real estate is for women. It might be a small thing. There's a lady that works for us, Di Bulmer, Jordan's mum. All right. She's a great agent. She's got great market share. She does crazy things. And there's an agent that she competes with so much. I said to Di, you know what the best thing you can say to people is? She says, what? She's quite stubborn, right? Yeah. She's sort of half listens. And she goes- <laughs> I said, if I was in your position and this guy's doing low fees, this and that, like what no, most no marketing, yeah, all yeah. this, it's playing with the mind. I'm saying, you know the difference between me and the other agent? I'm a woman. And she's like, what? what? I said, I'm a woman. And you know who buys real estate? The woman. Women. Yeah, true. So when I go through your home, I look at it through a lady's eyes. Yeah, love. I look at it through what's going to appeal to her and how the house functions for her. The other agent's a man. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, I'd say that too, actually. That's what I would say. If I hadn't, if he just keeps throwing all these cheap things and all that's that. That's gold for even females in the industry now. Not only people want to get in, that's gold. Fantastic. You know, and it's like, that's going to appeal to some people. I said, die, use that. It's going to appeal to some people. Not everyone, but some. Mm. Final question. Where do you yeah. think the market's gone? I reckon it's going to steady. Yeah. You know, I think there is some sort of economic crash coming. I don't know what that means, but you, you got to think of it the other way. When there's a bushfire, there's amazing generation regeneration that happens. I think at the moment, we've just got to weather the storm a little bit. You've got to tell people the truth. Like you've got to tell people where the listing actually really is, and you'll still sell a lot of houses. You've got to deal with the people who have a need to buy, not the ones that are half trying to time the market. Don't worry about them. You need 30 hot buyers right now that I think will- Perform. Yeah, 30 is the number, I reckon. And I think the market's going to go up and down. Johnny McGrath said we're almost at the bottom. He, he just said that the other day to me. He thinks we're 3 to 5% off the bottom. And I saw a billionaire say the same thing on a video this morning. So I reckon heading into next year, good times. But now's the time to prospect, Gav. Yeah. You want to be the person running in front. So right now is a prospecting game. And it's a needs game. So anyone that needs to buy a property or needs to sell a property, that's where you're going to make most of your sales. Final question, because I just thought of something. Go. Thanks for that. Social media, you do a lot of it. Yeah. How important is it? And Everything. what would you- It is? Everything. So how much of your time is spent on building that and your brand? And what advice would you give around it to existing or new people looking to jump in? Good question. Because you said it's a balance, right? Yeah. So there's an art to how you do it, obviously. Yeah. Like I'm trying to build another brand, like as in, when I say another brand, McGrath, but I, I want people to have Matt's the whole, mate. I look at success as a whole thing. Yeah. Energy, frequency, yeah. fitness, because I think without fitness, you've got nothing. I agree. Yeah. You know, and that'll convert into your work life. So that's why I'm sort of They're doing- They're all attached. Yeah. So I don't do like, look at this house I sold, look at that house I sold. I look at, look at where I'm going. I can talk about my results along the way, because if you're an electrician, 
And that's where I see things. It's like now, like I didn't, I don't imagine I did that for 28 years. Yeah. I just sold for Brown Street for this. I just sold this. People, that bored of me. So now I'm like, hang on, what is the secret to success? How do I unlock this? And it, it is unlocked outside of what you do. So I'm not real estate, but I do that every day. I'm like going, how do I become ultra successful at real estate, but ultra successful at better me? So that's why I do a lot on social. And that's the sort of tribe that I'm building. That's where my thoughts are around that. I watch yours. I looked at all yours. Your brand is real polished. Like if I was selling a home, I could see what I'm going to get with you. You know, like for sure. I think people need to think about what does your brand mean? When they're saying, I sold this, sold this, a lot of agents, I think that they're, they're like- It's repetitive. It's people, fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. firing a fire hose repetitive. at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, I, I would say, who do I want to be? If they want to be a Gav, like how do I want to be in 15 years? What do I want my brand? So people are interested in that journey. And I would do the content around that is to bring people along with you. Love. Build if, people. Yeah. If Key. you do that, you're going to have a great, over time, and just be patient. Like I don't care if I've got 23,000 or 230,000. It'll come over time. Matt, you are, I mean, I've just been inspired from this comment. There is some freaking golden diamonds in that conversation. <laughs> I hope people listen. I hope people take from that because that's, appreciate your time Thanks, very Gav. much, man. Anytime, Thanks mate. In. Thanks, bro. Thank you for listening to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubenstein. Subscribe now for future episodes.